here we are. How's I think going? we've had another hiatus we're coming back from. Yeah, right? this is the second podcast of the year, I think. That's pretty much, I think, right. I'm, I'm trying my best to catch up with editing, so. We're about to jump into another hiatus. This well, you know how summer is, right? We all have things we're going to go do and vacations we go on and Oh, work gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, work gets in the way. So I mean, we are dudes like us, and we uh, yeah. we have lives, right? Yeah. I don't Until know why we're putting anything ahead of the podcast. And we're making millions off of this, and we can retire and just do this full-time, then you, you know what? what? You That's a great point. So if there's any listener out there that wants to hear us more often, I <laughs> really don't understand that, but if you want to hear us more often, make us mega successful there you go and we'll be here every week without fail actually twice a week every day fail. probably right you want to go every day sure damn that'd, that'd be a lot yeah it would be well folks do it these talk show guys rush limbaugh three-hour show every single day that's very very impressive by himself now, now, now i get that they spend a good part of the day preparing right right and they have like a team of like you know seventeen thousand people that like you know give them material and stuff, right? Or well, maybe three or four people. Yeah, they, they, but they got the researchers. But those radio hosts are researchers themselves, so they know what they're talking about. Well, I know Mark Levin is definitely like that. Yeah, he like gets you know like he's like has all of his paperwork and he's like going through stuff. And, right. I mean, he goes very in depth on some of his explanations of stuff as well. Right. See, we have that luxury. We can just see. I think so. Let's uh, Google it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that right? And then, like ninety percent of the time, it's not right. Right. So that's okay. We're that's the right. masters. Yeah, people could yell at us and go, "You're wrong." Yeah, we're the. We really should just call call our podcast misinformation. <laughs> well, we're getting tagged by that, so we're good. Oh, uh, we're good. Well, okay, you well, know, then, we're only we're, getting tagged for the. Uh, the perceived misinformation from COVID. Well, our uh, strike period is over, so we could post again on YouTube. Ah. I saw that today. So I'm just going to upload one, Well, yeah. that two, so, maybe. So was that our first strike? I believe so, yes. Yeah, the first big one. But so is it one in a year? Or is it three in a year? Or is it just three forever? I think it's three forever. Ooh. That's not a good start. We're already 33% in. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, look, but remember, if, if we're the forbidden podcast, that's when people, like, you know what I mean? That's when they really want to seek it out they, because it's... Well, then they bear us and they never find us. I mean, look, you've got, like, a Louder with Crowder that was on YouTube forever, and he just recently was like, you know, fuck you guys. Yeah, he's he's out. Where'd he go? Yeah. You go to Rumble? Yeah, he's yeah. on Rumble. Yeah, but the See, thing is, is... Rumble's an option. They're not going to can- cancel us. No. And why would they cancel us? We love everybody. Well, I don't think we've said a negative thing the, about anybody the on only this podcast. Thing, well, well, not one. Not even about Biden. Well, well, we love that guy. He's an old, you know, he's cute. And Camel Toe. In fact, we went to his defense. Oh, well, we've never called uh, her Camel Toe. Old, old fart uh, That's the first abuse. I've heard that. Do it. Wait, it's just old fart abuse. He's, you know. Yeah. I, you, I don't really you care see the, old, the two the, old dudes, the, the <laughs> King YouTube Charles. Thing. King oh, Charles kind of is guiding ambling down the President little, Biden. The two of them are like, uh, where are we? I don't know. Yeah, and Biden tries to talk to oh, the some imperial guard. and they, they, They're not allowed to, you know, the pillbox guys. Right. Yeah. I guess like, Biden's trying to talk to them, and right. hey, is there they're not allowed to talk. Chocolate pudding around here? Yeah, but aren't they like, what do you call it when you have the puppet and you don't move your mouth, but you say stuff? Ventriloquist. Yeah, so the guy's like, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> To with, with the king right in front of him. Without way, but you can't. His mouth doesn't move. Yeah, it's crazy. Is I, I remember uh, when Donald Trump was walking with the uh, 
the queen. royal family. And he well, was, the queen at the time. Yeah, he's, he's he's walking in front of the queen, and they ripped his ass for doing that. Oh, for like being oh, disrespectful. Yeah. Just you pompous and disrespectful. Oh, look well, at him walking in front. And Biden was an aimless lapdog walking around. It, it just precarious. Just well, he was aimlessly walking around. But, dude, it's everywhere he goes, right? Remember the when he was in Japan, he was going down those steps, and he was like, oh, there was no, there was no guardrail or whatever. And the, I think the, not the emperor, but somebody else was like, you know, kind of helping him. Oh, it just looks bad. He needs to go away. Be in a wheelchair. It does. It needs to go away. Yeah. <laughs> well, even the libs are starting to call that's for him a, to go away. That's such a profound statement. He needs to go away. <laughs> Except well, he's not. He needs to retire. He's not going anywhere. He needs to retire. He's gonna. He's running for re-election for well, another four years. A lot of the libs are coming out saying they don't want that. Yeah. No, even the press is starting to get onto that. Yeah, because they enjoy the fact that like he doesn't make any decisions whatsoever. They completely control him. But so, so why wouldn't they want that another four well, years? Well, they they can't get it just any. Looks bad. Well, he doesn't participate with the media at all. Yeah, except he'll do make it. They'll sit down. Once or twice a year, that's it. Those yeah, are press conferences. I mean, sooner or later, they can't keep getting away with that. I mean, the journalists are getting all pissed off, and, and that poor lady. Well, I, I say poor lady because I know we don't like her, but the press secretary, can, would you want that job? Just think about that. Every time you walk into that room, you're like, oh, my God, all the shit I'm going to have to deal with because of this all the bullshit that's going on in this administration, right? right. With him not acknowledging his seventh grandkid, uh, with him, you know, f- almost falling or you know f- did fall. Uh, just, the cocaine. The cocaine. Oh, I forgot about the cocaine. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what, that's one of the first things that, sh- that you, you did would almost they th- fingerprinted that bag. Yeah, I mean, well, I want to know whose fingerprints are on. Oh, well, they know whose it is. I guarantee they of know. They, they, they have do. video of it. I'm sure. Absolutely. Someone pulled a little bag out of their pocket and left it there. Dude, this is like, I mean, remember how it started? A suspicious white substance found in the White House. And they're now testing it to make sure. And and they're testing it to make sure it's, you know, not like anthrax or something. And they're like, fuck, it's cocaine. Right. And it's some good shit. Yeah, he's like, dude, this is uh, high calorie shit. Bobby, taste this. Anyway, unbelievable. I mean, well, it keeps changing. It keeps changing. This it was is in the, like it was, an SNL well, skit, man. It was in the library, which was very... Uh, exclusive. Only few, so many people can get it to the library. Well, maybe it was Mr. Plum. Well, then I was thinking this. Then it thing. turns into. Were you really? Yeah. Yeah, in the library, and then it moves into a common area, and then it moves to another area. Then it oh, moves about w- where they're saying it, was found. it keeps moving. Yeah, because yeah, they, they know exactly who was in the library when that cocaine was found. Right. So if you have limited access. Then, oh, I mean, well, I'm sure they can figure it all out, but I mean, oh, they know who it is. Yeah, so they're just waiting for it to die down in the press. Oh, by the way, there was probably, is, uh, I mean, if it was in a, a Ziploc baggie, there's probably a Sharpie name on the outside of it. Probably. Yeah, I mean, who's going to, I would put my name on a, on a, on a Sharpie. HB? Yeah. Well, well do, do fingerprints show up on uh, plastic baggies? Sure, why not? I would imagine so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The buzz, but the experts are saying it has to be family because they are the ones that bypass like metal detector shit. Well, I was going to say not that this is metal, but the way, but they go through thorough inspection. If if it's well, not I was going to say, I mean, through cavities, uh, creases, and folds. Oh, yeah. Folds. Well, I think I think it raises the question of if it's not one of them, that means someone else walked in with a bag of powder. Okay, it's cocaine this time, but what makes us think that next time it's not something worse? Uh, that's a good point. You know? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, so it, I like your angle. So we're not 
we're not you know laughing at them or thinking it's ridiculous. We're worried about our president. Of course. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See the well, angle I mean, there? Of course. We're worried about the safety of the leader of the free world. Well, 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 well of course. You it know, does is it brings a realization that the White House is mortal. You know, it has weaknesses. It's the, the, the you, you mean they're well, they're people, they're human. Well, I mean, it's like the Death Star. You've got that two meter hole up there. It, you know, not bigger, much bigger than a wombat. You know, and if you hit Womp it, rat. if you hit it just right, yeah. Well, I, I yeah. think I think is it a weakness? What a horrible design of that. <laughs> I know. The, the just one, well, he did it on purpose. That was a design flaw that was built in. Yeah. Well, did I mean, you watch Rogue One? Oh the, yeah. The he gri- did that on purpose. Whoa, 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 whoa! Really? Yes. Oh my God! Uh, I, no, I've seen you? Road Run. I just it was a long Road time Run? ago. Rogue. I said Rogue. Yeah, he built that into it so it could be not Shogun. Like Rogue. Who did the? I don't know what the character's name was. Oh, you don't remember? It was the girl's dad. The girl's dad. Yeah. yeah. That's very helpful. That he Thank called you. Stardust. Yes. Really? That was her nickname. It was Mads Mickelson. Oh. Is the actor. Oh. So he really if I had my laptop I can Yes, that up. he built Why? he built that he and he let his daughter so, know. So on. she went in and got the plans for it. How did you go from White House to a flaw in the Death Star? What was your Well, thing? because there was a flaw in the look if they can like Jeff said, if they can sneak something in there and it's some sort of dust if they could sneak a chemical in there, coke, whatever, it could be. It could be anthrax, it could be anything. Oh, I got you. You know, I mean what what it could be fentanyl if they just poof. Just the dust will kill you if it's strong enough. Dude, I know that's crazy. You all get a large you have crowd to do, in there. All just... you all, all, all that. What a great point. All you have to do is be exposed to the dust of fentanyl, and it can kill you. If it it's will potent enough, yeah. Shit. So that's what I mean. I was like, I, I think it was. It had to have been someone who skirted by that check. They probably have drug well, dogs there or something <sighs> that sniffs that shit. Do you think they have one of those? Uh, what do they call the, the the pen that you have to inject yourself with? If you Narcan. A Narcan pen? I'm sure they do. Do you think somebody near the president always has a Narcan pen? They have a, Probably. a full I medical... <clears throat> they have a full medical suitcase full of stuff. Yeah. That's ready to go on a moment's notice. Well, I think Narcan uh, fights more than just fentanyl, so yeah. just drug overdose. Oh, yeah. So. And hangovers. We should buy some Narcan just so when we're done. Well, the I guess the, the the point of this is that the, <laughs> the White House is porous. We're in the parking lot, yeah, dude. I don't know, man. There I are people getting in, and, and regardless who it is, it's family member, some a trusted part of the family. If, it, if it's in a if it's in a, a part of the White House that a guest can't get in, like like you and I, we're going up there around tour, you know, because they say that technically the Bidens weren't even there. They said they found it, what, on a Tuesday? No, no, no. They found it on a Sunday. They found it. Well, they were there. They, they didn't, were there. They didn't leave until Friday evening. Yeah, and they were gone they, and didn't come back till Tuesday. Yeah, but they said at first they weren't there, and they were. They there were there. There was an overlap of time where they were there yes. when the cocaine was found. Correct. And they lied about that. They lied where it was. The way she phrased uh, it made, her, made, the, made it sound like they weren't there Friday, but they didn't leave until Friday evening. Yeah. Evening it's so shady. So they were just like, oh, they left Friday. Yep. So, so shady. Yeah, so they weren't there. So yeah, I mean, the that's part of the problem. When, when you lie, I mean, you remember back when we were kids, we'd make up a lie and then you're like, oh, fuck. And then you make another lie and then another lie on top that's of why that I don't lie. lie because... And then it starts to unravel, man. Yeah. And that's what's happening to the press secretary and the entire administration that's trying to cover up for all this bullshit. This lie on top of lie on top of lie. These journalists are not stupid, man. And, and they're trying to write a story and they're trying to get the details. Right. And... It's, it's, and they're still trying to spin it in I their know, benefit. It's so dumb. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've done the White House uh, tour. Really? Yeah. You've been in the White House? Yes, I have. Now, okay, so you know, you you know firsthand, if you had a bag of cocaine I in your pocket, I could have gotten it in. Could you have, like, just kind of tossed it through the door into the library? After I don't think I got anywhere near HB, the library. <laughs> after writing HB in... in and a sharpie on just kind of throw this big old bag. Yeah, we got brick. Was it a big bag? I have no idea how big the thing is. Oh. Was it a big old eight ball? I mean, what is typical? Like if somebody, I, I have mean, no idea. If you're not going to deal it, it's not going to be a bunch. I don't know, Sean. Sean, yeah, you're an expert on this. When you bought cocaine bags just for personal <laughs> recreational use, how big? How how big was the bag and how much was in it? Well, typically you can buy them in quarter gram, <laughs> half grams, grams, or an eight ball. That's the traditional. Uh, denominations <laughs> what you didn't say listeners is when we when he realized what we were saying <laughs> his face contorted like really but he didn't say really right anyway uh yeah anyway so that's uh that's fun stuff happening uh in the world today uh but yeah we've been we've been out for a while so i'm sure there's a bunch of stuff we're missing well i went to i was on uh my wife and i went on a vacation that's right uh Two weeks ago, I Na- think. Nape? Or yeah. Nape? Well, first off, we went to see my dad outside of Lake Tahoe. We spent some time there. It was really good to see him. Yeah. Um, he's doing really good. Good. And uh, after his heart attack, so he's doing well. Still still not as strong as he used to be, but uh, he's getting there. He lost 40 pounds. Oh, wow. That helps. That helps, but now he's really skinny. Oh, really? He looks so. frail? Uh, not frail. I, I haven't seen him that thin in a long time. You know, when he was running okay. marathons, he was in really good shape, but he wasn't old, so his skin wasn't hanging gotcha. like it is now. So it's but it was a different look for you. Yeah, it was. And uh, did it concern you or no? Because he wasn't he wasn't skin and bones. Okay. So you know he's six, a, he's six one. He was probably one hundred and seventy pounds. He didn't a, look unhealthy, but still, no. it was it a dude's like his moment where you're kind of like, hey, I think uh, you know dudes like us have conversations with their parents. They have to wheel them in and say. Maybe it's time that you move and come closer to where. Oh, I've had that discussion. Like after he had the heart attack, when he was in really oh, yeah. bad shape, right? And yeah, you uh, have but, to. But what what you have done is you you upgraded uh, some of the technology. Gave right. a watch, right? So when we went out, that's what I was going to say. When we went out there, one of his concerns about living alone is him falling. And someone finding them in like a month. Yeah, right? the whole the whole red button thing. Right. So when we were out there, and he he accepted this very fast. I was like, I want you, I want to go with you, and you buy uh, an Apple Watch. But okay. What that requires is a new phone, an yes. Apple phone. So his phone was so old, it was so slow, it was ridiculous. He was like, All right, I'll do it. So we went out there. We got him uh, the new iPhone. Nice. And uh, the Verizon, whoever it was, was out of the watch. Or they actually, they wanted the self-service with their watch. I was like, no, he doesn't need that shit. Right. Um, so we went to Best the bare Buy. bare minimum needed to get the, the Apple Watch. Yeah, so we went to Best Buy. He got the one he wanted, and uh, I activated it, turned it on, so the uh, fall detection is there. Oh, nice. And I set up the contact, so it'll, it'll text uh, me and my sister. Okay. I told him, I was like, you need to find one of your neighbors. And ask him, hey, can I put you in in case I fall? And you'll get a text. You can never check on me. But it'll also call 911. And, and he's got somebody nearby? I don't know. Well, oh, okay. Well, Because really well, li- they, they live kind of spread out, right? So, Well, it sense when your heart stops. Let's say you have a heart attack. It's uh, got an ECG, e- e- electrocardiogram. It does your temperature, ECG, your pulse ox, and uh, your heart rate. 
Um, I don't know if it'll detect if your heart stops. I don't know if it does anything. But if you fall, um, obviously you know from experience your father-in-law, but uh, um, that's what his concern was. Which oh, was yeah, remarkable because sure. yeah. uh, he was on a – he's an older gentleman. He's in his late 70s and or mid-70s, and he uh, backed up into a an access to a, through a floor. And he it was like a two-foot-by-two-foot two square. And he said, hey, man, by the way, don't step in that. And then he backed up and stepped in it. Your and, dad? Uh, my father-in-law. Oh, okay. And he... Uh, he got uh, knocked out, didn't he? Uh, it, when did this happen? Uh, about two years ago. Oh, okay. This is and, not um, new news. Okay. He, there was a... So contractors were using the scuttle hole to do some wiring down below. And they had a five-gallon bucket turned upside down as a step. So they put their feet in the oh, hole, man. and they step on the bucket, that looks and then they start crawling. So he this falls painful. in there. Oh, dude, he, he was contorted. So he bent backwards, and he was just all fucked up and passed out, you know? So oh. And he was just jacked up. He was jacked up. Well, the cool thing is those those watches do work. So it, it sent um, a barrage of text messages out. No way. And it called 911. Yeah. Everything happened But you were all there, of course. No, we weren't there. Oh, he was by himself? No, he was with the client. Oh, no. And the thing that the way the the watch works is, like if he if he slips because there are false triggers every now and then, oh, right? Of like, he, I would like he stumbles so. and he hits the wall. Yeah, it's not an exact science, right? It'll go off and it'll say you have fifteen seconds to say I'm okay. It'll count down. I'm okay. Boom, it's done. Right. But if you're laying there and it you don't hit the I'm okay, that's when it goes doot and it goes to the business. And Brilliant. It calls, I love it. Calls nine one one. I also entered his health information. So that'll get sent to the first responders. It'll tell them what medicine he's on. Okay. So we sat there and went through his medicines, and I typed Damn, them all in there. Damn, that's awesome. So they know what he's on. Uh, no, he, uh, I think he had a heart attack, so they're aware of that. Um, his height and his weight and shit like that, right? Yeah, that's so, great. Talk um, about peace of mind. That's great. Yeah, so. Especially, like you said, if he lives alone, man. That's, right. That's huge. Well, that was one of his, his big concerns because, like I said, well, this is before the heart attack. He was healthy, right? Right. He, he wasn't really having much trouble, and then he had that heart attack. Yeah, I think he did it on his own when he was shoveling three feet of snow at yeah, the age of eighty. But uh, you know, he, he had a mortal moment. Yeah, he 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 did something he shouldn't have. Just like we're kind of reaching the age, we're like, yeah, I shouldn't do that anymore. Right. Right. A lot of things. Yeah, a lot of things. You're you're learning what you can and can't do. So anyway, uh, so we got that um, and uh, have them all set up and. Uh, uh, he's wearing it as far as I know. I tell him, I was like, put it in your bathroom so you put your watch on every night. You could wear it at night if you want. You just need to charge it. Last couple of days, two, three days, or whatever it does. Sure. And, uh, no, that's very cool. Yeah, so he's all set uh, with that. And uh, now, if I get a text, you know, I'm not going to be able to do anything, obviously, from out here. But right. at least I'll know something knows what Yeah, happened. no, no, no. It's That's that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I probably need to get ahead of that, that way too. When, if it does go off, I mean, do you I mean, do you have an emergency plan to how to get out there? Well, I need my sister to uh, see if she can't reach out to some of the neighbors. That would be good to get some contact information, right? So I mean, I, is he so remote that like an ambulance getting there or, no, or a cop checking on? There's him? actually a hospital uh, just a couple miles from him. Okay, well that's good too. Yeah, so it, he's not real far, so it wouldn't take long. Uh, I don't know where the fire department is in relation to where he is that's usually where the ambulances come from right but, uh, um, i know the hospital's it's not close. a densely populated area but it still has all the city yeah yeah it's not functions yeah. it's not like out yeah there every anywhere. every everyone in his neighborhood area is either two five or ten acres right so so it just makes it look like it's 
very remote. Correct. But it's not really all right. that remote. I got you. Right. Yeah, he, he's close. There's he was a, He's within about three miles of a Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's down there. You can't see it. It's it's so he's like it looks like he's out in the country. Kind yeah, of, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, we're all kind of getting there, guys. I mean, my my parents live out in Tucson, and they have caregivers during the day because my mom's you know non mobile, non verbal. But uh, at night when they're gone, I mean, there's a good stretch of time when he's by himself, and if she slips off the bed or something, he can't get her up. Right, right. So he sends out a text right to the group, you know, to all the siblings, and there's only one that lives in Tucson that can help. But uh, yeah, so I mean, we're kind of. Do, do you give him a hard time a lot? Get, do I give him a hard time? Do you for, give your sibling a hard time? The one that got the, the person that lives there that no, isn't as proactive as you guys would like. Uh, no, I, I mean not. You know, I have my frustration that I I keep to myself, or maybe I kind of vent to to you know to my wife every once in a while because because here's the thing, when you're. I don't know how many miles away we are, but my sister's even worse. She's out on the East Coast. It's, it, you feel helpless. Right. And, and you have this, you know, I, at least I have this opinion that if I were there in town, I, I would be, you know, spending more time, right? I would you know, be visiting and doing, but you know what? The, but that's me. That's not him. Right. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, he's busy. I know he's always been busy. Uh, he does not make it a priority. I think I, that's pretty safe to say. And that's frustrating. It is. Um, but no, I've never, I've never like kind of, uh, you know, called him out on it or, or, or called, you know, just made it an awkward situation, you know, but the good thing is he, my father has agreed to move to Texas. Uh, outstanding. Yeah. He's down going, there by in, uh, in, Houston and, uh, near college station. Near, mm-hmm. Cause they, your brother has that house. That's right. right. So my parents, uh, in the first week of, of August are going to move in with them. So now we're making arrangements to get a, a wheelchair van. Um, you know, to figure out what he needs to take with him, all the logistics, right? Well, that's I think that's outstanding though, because they've been by your one brother, brother, right, in yep. Tucson for however many years. Now it's like, all right, let's go live with someone else, one of my other kids, and my other son is not too far away, and we'll see them. That's right. I'm only three hours away, and yeah. here and now he's going to have time to spend with his grandkids, right? You know, and he's going to have company twenty four seven and care twenty four seven. Did he have to think about it? Or oh, did, he, did you did you Oh, he was a hard sell. I was gonna say did you have to sell it to him? Oh, he was like when I first brought it up and I was like, Dad, I just want you to think about it, you know. And then I called back right after that because I was something else I need to tell him. And uh he started like you want me to leave my whole house? I mean, he started like kind of unloading on me, and I was like, "No, no, Dad, no, no, no. You need to think about that some more. We're not talking about that right now." Uh, by the way, on this other thing, I tried to change the subject right. as quick as possible because he was melting down, right? right? And then we had some more conversations, and he was again frustrated, didn't want to do that. This is his home. This is I, I get I it. I get that. Yeah, a hundred percent. He's like, "Well, I'm just going to leave this house, you know, empty." You know, I was like. We'll, well figure it's, out. It's great that they've got a they've got the financial support. Isn't to be it able wonderful? Some of this stuff. Yep, that's huge. I mean, yeah. a that they can afford to pay caregivers, you know, during the day and and not have to already have moved into a, a nursing home or a right. assisted living, right? Um, but then also now he's he's just going to pay my brother, right? So he's going to kind of put his practice on hold, and they're going to focus twenty four seven full time on caring for my parents, which I think is very admirable. It is. There's a, not a lot of people would do that. Keep in mind, it's like toileting and showering, and I mean, well, your dad could probably take care of himself. Y- yeah, but quickly fading. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's part of the problem. He's not thinking about his care. He's obsessed with making sure my mom's okay, which is great, right? That's what the the husband of sixty years is supposed to do. Right. Good lord. 
right? But uh, but he needs care too. <sighs> like right now, he's got a cancerous, you know, spot on his face that he's gonna have to have taken off. Mm. I was like, why'd you let it go this long? Every time I'm, I do, I'm, I'm Facetime with him. I'm like, what is that? That looks horrible. Right. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. Oh, I scratched it. I was like, Dad, no, I'm making an appointment. That's the kind of stuff I get frustrated about. Right. Like, had I been there I, I, and lived there and seen him every day or every other day, I'd have been like, that's not good. I'm taking you to the doctor. First appointment. But here I am in Dallas going, calling the, the doctor's office, saying, now, what time do you have an appointment? Okay, Dad, uh, let me call you back and see if that works for my dad. Uh, somebody, can somebody take him to the doctor? Um, you know right. what I mean? Right. You know how frustrating all that is? Anyway. Yeah. So eh. yeah. So anyway, we uh, we're out there seeing my dad and got spent some really good time. It's beautiful out there where he's at, and uh, got him hooked up. And that was my main goal to get him hooked up with all that uh, all that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, after that, my wife and I drove over the mountains and went to Napa Valley. Napa. Yeah. We uh. Yeah. That's uh. They do something there. What they, do they do in Napa? They grow some grapes. Oh, they grapes! Sold, I thought they sold oil. Yeah, oil. It's, it's oil just, and grapes. That's a bunch of oil fields. Oh, nice. Like fossil fuels? Yes. No. Uh. So anyway, we went over there. We stayed in actually uh, Calistoga, uh, which is because you have Napa down at the bottom, which is a, a bigger city. Looks like any other city, right? Just big. So I've never been down. there. So is it literally just small town, vineyards, 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 small town, vineyards, vineyards, vineyards? 100% yes. Okay. So that's, that's yep. basically it. You got mountains on one side, mountains on the other side. And, it's, be- and it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. And you have a million wineries to go to and, and basically yep. sip, sip, sip until you get drunk. Yep. And it's beautiful. And uh tell you what, though, it's, uh, like I said, we stayed in Calistoga. Uh, I'd recommend staying because you have um, St. Helena, which is really nice. Okay. Uh, then you have uh, Rutherford, uh, Calistoga. Uh, there's another one in there somewhere as well. But we stayed at Calistoga, and it's just a small little town so does it remind you of like old european towns like no. where everything's old and kind of no, it's kind of mckinney uh, downtown mckinney-ish okay type of so downtown it's fairly newer stuff well 50s or how whatever the hell was okay you know that type of stuff right Fine. but you got the main strip with the stores and the little boutiques very and nice restaurants and stuff like that at least you did calistoga and, and it was just the two of you too. right just, just two, two of us and we stayed in some uh we had some cabin and you uh, took turns kind of holding each other up uh, we never got shit faced. You didn't? No, it'd be too expensive because <laughs> that's what I'm saying is, is uh, Napa. Uh, when we went for our eighth anniversary back in 2005 or six to Napa to Napa. Oh, so the, this is the second time you've gone. Second time I've been, nice. and uh, back then this was before the whole stupid COVID and the lockdowns and California being idiots. Basically. Oh yeah. So once they reopened. It costs a shit ton of money to do anything out there. Before I could just they're show trying up, to make up for all the money they lost. Well, it's all these uh, new regulations and bullshit. Oh, I see. Right? Only only one person at a time inside of this well, room. Well, it's to control and I think there's I think just there's all kinds of uh, extra stuff that they're charging now. Yeah, I think they're just it's just a way for the state to make more money control shit anyway so they can pay for all those crack pipes yeah, yeah so so at every winery you just can't walk up like we did back in 2005 and go i want to taste these four five six wines or whatever mm-hmm. you go now and you have to make reservations say on this day at two o'clock i want still yes uh, and i don't and, think and, it's going anywhere blame covid for that well that's when it started right and they just kept it that way and it's, it's still there right so <laughs> um so now 
minimum is 50 bucks a person going up to 150 300 bucks a person depending on the winery and the experience wow so you really have to choose and pick which ones you want to go to so yeah. we went to i mean otherwise you're talking about thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of dollars man it adds up quick oh yeah and then you're like well i want to buy a bottle of wine i want to do this do this and we did that and 500 bucks uh no it wasn't that much but uh um you know if you buy a 50 couple bottles of 50 dollar bottle of wine you ship them back you oh, know yeah. and shit like that so um but it's it's and the restaurants are just stupid expensive there is no fast food right or anything like that uh, there's no inexpensive eateries out there. At least that I found. Everything is, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be over a hundred bucks a meal, right? For for each meal, just right? for just for two of you. Yeah, and, yeah, it's uh, frustrating. And it, it's it was beautiful. Yeah, you know what it's does, nice. Though? The sad thing about that is, it truly, um, it makes it to where if you don't have a very solid, you know, economic situation, you couldn't do it. it, it how much of the country is co- completely shut out of that place? Well, it's sixty miles from San Francisco, right? So there's a lot of lot of wealthy folks that live out there, right? No, but I'm saying, you know, like, you know, how many? The average American probably couldn't afford to to fly out to Napa Valley and stay there for a week. Well, no, I know it took me a long time to. I went to a shit ton of wineries online, right? Pricing them, costing them out to make it cost effective. Yeah, so or, I, was, I was like, I really want to go to this one. It's in the mountains. There's caves. I was like, but it's 150 bucks a person. Damn, that's 300 dollars just that, for this one place. And how long are you there? It's that about one. an hour and a half. You're there for an hour and a half, and it's 150 bucks a, a person, person. A person. And then you're going to hit somewhere else that same day. Yeah, if you do two or three of those a day. There you go. You're, you're talking about six, eight, 800 bucks a day. Yeah. Not counting the hotel, yep. not counting meals. Right. Well, maybe counting meals. So anyway, so I, I searched around. We went to a couple of the ones that we liked, and I found some for, uh, I found a couple for 50 bucks, um, which every experience was great. Um, so... I recommend, I know you're not in the wine, Paul, but it's one of those things. Oh, it would still be a go, very fun experience. Yeah, go do it at least, try to at least once, right? Sure. It's interesting to see all these wineries, the one of the wines you see in the store. You're like, oh, that's where it is. And, it, it yes, it puts a, a location to. Right. Yeah. It, and it, some, of the, some of the stories. Well, that, that's kind of the same thing about uh, the bourbon trail. Right. Like, when I look at Wild Turkey, I was like, man, I, I, I've been in that place where they make it. It's cool. Right. And what you can say, um, and some of the stories on how some of these people start, like the people that were there back in the when Napa started, like mm-hmm. Mondavi, I think was one of the first ones, um, and he's got a huge facility out there. Okay. Beringer is another one. We didn't go into those, those but uh, you know, there's there's a winery out there. My wife finds called Cake Bread, and this guy was a mechanic. Oh wow! And he was a mechanic in. Uh, Rutherford or wherever wherever it was located, and uh, he um, used to be friends with people that owned this ranch. It was a cattle ranch at the time. Okay. And they got to the point where they were old, and he, he was kind of joking. He goes, how much do you want for your ranch? And they're like, well, we're not selling. So he was like, all right. So he drove home down to San Francisco where he lived, uh, and his wife goes, what did you do? And so he goes, well, so-and-so just called and says they accepted your offer to sell you their ranch. Like in the, dri- in the drive home, they thought about it? Yes, and called his wife and says, we'll do it. He's like, well, I didn't offer. I didn't expect it right then. Oh, shit. So he uh, he worked something out, and it was 
it was cheap. Well, it was like forty grand or something like that. For, right. For back in the day. Back in the day, and uh, the old folks stayed there. And then Mondavi came down and said, "In Cake Bread's the guy's last name. I don't remember what his first name was." And he goes, "Hey Joe, you need to open up a winery. I'll help you out." Here are some old. Here are I'll some, help you out. Here are some vines. That is a huge part of the story, right there. Yeah. I will help you out. Here are some vines. Let's do this. This is how you should do it. Unfucking believe. And uh, and now he's worth hundreds of millions. Oh yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars. That's unbelievable. And the guy's I still alive. That. And the guy's still alive. He's like ninety or something like that, right? That's awesome. Yeah, and and, and it's very technical and science based. Mm-hmm. The whole winery, because when we were doing the tour. The guy's like, yeah, you know, we thought we were smart because we were doing all our, I, I think it was Chardonnay, because uh, you, you, you grow certain grapes, certain areas in that because the climate, or there's microclimates all the way throughout. Oh, wow. This type of grape grows here On across the strait yeah. that won't grow as well. Unbelievable. And uh, he goes, yeah, well, we thought we were smart because we're going to do it east to west so the sun gets it. Well, we, what we didn't realize is the sun at 4 o'clock is hotter than it is at 1 o'clock. Oh, right. So the grapes on one side were different than the grapes on the other side of the same strip. Yep, of the so same like, line. So they're yeah. like, what we figured out is on the new new planting, we're rotating at 5 degrees or something like that. Unbelievable. So they're doing it's just For, the, for the, the path of the sun. For the path of the sun. Right. Yes. I mean, there's so much that goes into that. I mean, and and... Spirits, oh yeah, you know, and Lots bourbon, of science, temperature, and, and this and, just, and that, and yeah, and these guys, I mean, it's a fine art, and they're dedicating their whole lives to it. Yeah, you know, which is super cool, and that's why when they have master distiller by their by their name, or master brewer, right, or ma- what do they call those people out in Napa, right? It's a winemaker, right? Right, master winemaker. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, Small, I mean, there, yeah, there's a lot of same thing. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that goes into that, man. Yeah, so and there's schools. Um, that, uh, you know, UC Davis has uh, winemaking schools. Right. So if you want to work for a winery, you go down there. And the people that do the tastings and the tours have been in the industry for decades. Right. And the guy, one of the, the guy Caper, he's like, yeah, I worked at, uh, uh, I can't remember the place of it, but uh, it may have been um, Mondavi or something like that. He goes, yeah, I was working down there and I was uh, a cooperage. So when those barrels came in, it was my job to inspect them all hmm. to make sure they were all good to go and smelled correct and sure. all this stuff. And he goes, and I, I moved on to this where I checked the alcohol content. He, so he was he knew the entire process. Oh, yeah. And now he gives tours of cake bread. And he's like an old He's dude. like our age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. So That's good stuff. Yeah. So this upcoming event coming uh, this Friday, 1845, I booked three slots. For the dudes on Gus, do you mm. do? I need to go fourth for Friday. Uh, Friday, they're only Saturday. open, they're only Saturday. open on Saturdays. Saturday. So yeah. Okay, that sounds like fun. Well, it, I booked it for two because that's the only slot that's available. Well, okay. and this we do later, but I've already booked it. So no, 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 no. two's good. Right, two so is good. I have three spots. Do you want me to get a fourth? So, where did you go when you were mocking me with pictures <laughs> while I was in Colorado? Well, it's funny you uh, you should ask that. Um, yeah, so you didn't go to eighteen forty five? Yes, we did. Oh, and uh, it was so much fun. You want to go again? Well, well or do you feel you. so immensely guilty yes. that you went without me that you're like, "Fuck, we got to go again." Because Paul bitching about it. Yes. Well, okay, so we've the ladder. I didn't really hear you bitch about it. 
<laughs> oh well, I, my feelings were hurted. You made you made one comment. You were like, neat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made like the stiffest bourbon and coke I could, and I sat out on the deck oh, and just and you no. Wept. Then you you drank two Modellos, and I showed Jeff the picture, <laughs> and you know what he says? Weak. <laughs> No, that's what you said. I <laughs> typed what he said. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, but you were supposed to look at the background. It was like this beautiful <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. Background. I was going to chime in something just, you know, royal. Just and <laughs> What did I say? I, think I, think. I said I'm enjoying the, 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 the number one selling beer in America. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. But, yeah, though, the 1845 is cool. It's, what, 25 minutes from here. Yeah, let's do it. I, I'm excited. So you, you, you get there, and uh, they first of all, it's not just a bourbon uh, place. They have uh, they, they, they they do wine as well. Which you know? it's not. Real, I didn't like the wine. It's not real good. It's unoaked. Yeah. So they don't have, they don't put their wine in barrels right now. Yeah. So it's. Well, uh, and they probably, it doesn't grow that great here. No, they're certain. Where, where are their vineyards? Uh, they get Lubbock. Okay, because I, I know Fredericksburg has a lot of wineries. Well, they grow theirs in Lubbock in, as well. In the Hill Country. Oh, okay. So a lot of the wines, but like you said, they're, wineries they're, are in they're, Lubbock. They're missing. They're, so when I taste wine, and I'm not a sommelier by any means, but I mean, I've tasted a lot of wine. Okay. Uh, it I don't like it. It's it's missing that. Oh, they're, they're like wine. You said, it was, it was yeah. unoaked. It was straight out of the uh, stainless steel tank. Yeah. Okay, no aging. Yeah. Well, so, I I don't know. No, it's not an agent in any that, barrels. That was you one agent in stainless barrel, stainless barrels. They like also had the bourbon side of it. So you know, we we uh, got with this old dude, but he looks so familiar. He's the owner. Yeah. Well, the old dude, the owner. So he uh, <laughs> and he had fallen down the week prior, two oh, weeks no. prior. Yeah, he was all banged up and not on his forehead. He's like, I fell down. Yeah, he sounded like Hank Hill. Oh, yeah, he was beat up good. He had a big old egg. Oh, was big egg. Man, Split sucks. open. He was like, oh, damn it, Bobby. I was, just fell down in the woods over here trying to. Yeah, but he's, he's like, I got out of doing the lawn, though. He's, he, he's yeah. about to go out there and do some yard work, so I got out of that. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah but he, <laughs> but he, he was kind of cool. I mean, he, he, was, uh, he was knowledgeable. Uh, he explained a lot of things that um, I didn't understand. Oh, there's uh, a ton of details we, we don't know. So right? I mean, they they touched up on two uh, f- from from the charring aspect. You know, they've got ranges between one and four. You know, uh, and he basically let us taste between two and three. Oh, correct. Wow. So he uh, same mash bill, same age, same everything. Yeah, and it same was a noticeable everything. difference. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, oh, how cool totally. Is that? So he was kind of like, well, you know what? The uh, the number two will have hints of uh, more of a nutty. Uh, uh, cinnamon kind of flavor, and then the 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 three would have like more caramels, more stone fruit, marshmallows, uh, marshmallow toasted marshmallow. You know, okay. and, and it's you go up there and you taste it you're like, oh my god, that that does. I totally taste all that stuff, and it's the oak. That that's that's amazing because, and then you have to think about they buy these barrels, right? So they have to ask for them to be. They, they buy everything. At, yeah. they, they they buy all of them at three. Yeah. Okay. All their barrels so are three. But okay. he he's mentioning something that I, I was I, I don't want to say I was concerned. It wasn't a matter of being concerned. It was just it kind of lit my attention. And so where did they buy these barrels? So you got barrels all over the planet, but I mean typically they buy American oak. Yeah, and that's white, what they use. White American, American oak. white oak. But they are procuring uh French some some European I thought it was German. But the but it matter. Matter. European style uh, of uh, oak, and I asked him about that. I was like, well, you know, it's a different species of wood. I mean, it's technically oak, but 
it's different. Is he calling it a bourbon? Let's look. It is, and I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Maybe be bottled and bonded, but uh, no, the bottled no. Uh, but to be a bourbon, you know, he said we put it in oak. But the thing is, they're buying it from over in Europe. Yeah, and he was talking about the species of wood. He 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 finally said, yeah, the species of wood, the oak that they're getting from Europe, is uh, dense, more dense than that of the. Uh, the, the oaks that we get here in the United States. And he says they just, they come from, uh, you know, they, these uh, oaks are proven. Now they use them in building, they use them in all kinds of stuff. They're just, just different animal. They've been cultivated over there to get strong. And, yeah, uh, but you don't want it to be. You want it to be porous. Well, that's all right, what. So it says bourbon has to be put into new charred oak barrels. Period. Not Doesn't white. Doesn't have to be American. Yeah. Doesn't have to be white. But my point is, and to. What he said was, he's like, yes, you're right. The American uh, oak has a tendency to be more porous, and um, you, you, the bourbon that's in there doesn't have to stay as long to to soak up some of the uh, the flavors and the color and the color. However, uh, the other ones you might have to leave in a little bit longer. Oh, so he's saying he can get uh, what color and flavor in a shorter time period? Correct. Yep. Which seems unusual because it's not as porous. But, you know, hey, I, it, you know. Well, it's not as porous, so it takes longer for it to. to uh, right, that's what I'm saying. So to get its flavors. If it's porous, like the white American, then you can, you'll get that flavor and color in a shorter time period. Correct. But if it's harder, which is what he said, I yeah. thought you were uh, in it'll Germany. Take yeah, it'll take it longer. Yeah, it'll take longer. It would take longer to get that. So I, I'm surprised that, well, and maybe it's a supply thing for him. Well, and that's I why I brought it up. I think it, might it was. Be a, and it might be a taste. I mean, it might be a it, taste it thing. It could be, it could be well, lots of things. could but, be lots of things, yeah. Uh, the, he buys a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of fantastic equipment in there. He hasn't installed yet. Oh, yeah. It's really cool they, looking. They I mean, did you them. ask but, him why he went with those barrels? Um, they said they were trying them out. Oh, okay. uh, because it's about it's about finding barrels. He went through the whole spiel about you know where do we get our barrels in Missouri, you know, right? And yeah, that was that was the, the traditional one. But he's trying to he's trying to try something new. First hey, of all, their he, bourbon, he, yeah, he might stumble on their, something unique, right? Their bourbon uh, scored three in the world. At this last San Francisco, he'll tell yeah. us about it on Saturday. It, so it, it, it that says a lot. Yeah. Oh wow. Three, yeah, for the best bourbon in the world, the San Francisco, which is one Damn. of the main ones. The top three, so it was a Heaven's Hill 15-year, yeah. a Old Forester 12-year or something like yeah. that, and then them. Yeah. For two months? Age two months? No, it's three years. Oh. Age three years. <laughs> yeah. And so, they I mean, beat and out. Did you guys think so? Oh, it was I good. I thought it tasted good. Yeah, all of it tasted good. I, it, it was good. It wasn't what like uh, Williams Proof. Uh, 100. Williamsburg. 100 and 117. <laughs> they, had, uh, they were all 100, 100. 100 and 116, 15, 17. Yeah. You know, it's variable. So they had like three or four bourbons? They had four. 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 Okay. They had a, they had a well, standard. Well, I, I would be excited to go out there. They had a standard. They had a weeded. Then they had a standard bourbon, uh, the cast strength, right? Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't cast strength. It was a four-grain cast strength. Well, then they had the four-grain and then. Or was it a single barrel? I don't know. They got four. That's they great. They had a weeded one. Yeah. And what's the price point? $62.68. Oh, not horrible. We're uh, about right in the middle of. I think yours was sixty-eight. Yeah, plus tax, right? I yeah, mean, isn't that a, kind of right I, in the middle of the? I walked of out at seventy-six bucks, and I got the bottle at the house, and I'm I'm skeptical on whether we want to open that or not. I'm thinking I don't want to open it unless I get a backup. Well, we could go there anytime and buy another one. Yeah, that's the easiest they don't one sell, to they, buy. We're going there Saturday. Yeah, they don't sell them at, in retail. 
No, they don't. That's my point. Well, well, they don't sell them in only, retail. Only on property. You have to go out there. Yeah, they don't have that much. Paul, you walk in there, and it is a it is a 75-foot by 125-foot metal building. And they have racks set up uh, four tall, uh, six and six. So that's 12, that's 48 barrels. Oh, so... All the barrels are right there on site? Yes. Right there. So they got 48. It's, like it's like a micro distillery. Correct. Yeah. So they got 48 uh, per stack, and they had probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10, maybe 12, 10, 12 stacks maybe wow. of, of 48. So 12 times 48. It's almost like every time they, like, you know, pull them out, it's like limited release. Almost, you know I mean? and they're making some limited release stuff because they are trying. They are they are going to double oak uh, uh, one love, barrel. I love double oak stuff, and it's going to be a, a limited release. So. so I didn't really know what double oak was until he he had brought that up, and it's interesting. It's just like they take the oak and they soak it for a period of time, and they take it out of that oak barrel and they put it back into a brand new brand oak new barrel. One. And that's well, and a double oak. I thought I never knew that. Well, and and you remember when we but They only keep it to cycle for like a month or two months, they said. I mean, oh, when I you when you though. first put it into it? the barrel is when it's like bam. You know what I mean? It's that's when I mean because the barrels get used up. They they then they can't do anything more, right? I mean, in terms of color and flavor and and you know, uh being permeated, right? Right. So, but when you first put it in there, is when so that that makes sense. They're the also putting it in there twice. They're also putting new. their cabernet into their used bourbon barrels, right? And when they pull that out, they're going to stick bourbon in that one. Oh, okay. So have it will be a cabernet finished uh, bourbon. Interesting. I bet you that would taste good. So that's going to be another limited release. I need to get on their email list because they'll email and say, hey. This is what's really, coming out. This is yeah, exactly. You didn't fill out one of those cards. Actually, I did. How often are they? What do you call it when they tap the kegs or cap, tap the barrels? I don't know if he ever said. I wonder how often. Well, I, I wanted to know what the term is. There's obviously a term for when they're going to do that. Um, what, what do you think is normal for even the big ones daily? I mean, they, obviously they uh, rotate. You know, they, they probably. They know where they're pulling, and they have all, like, thousands of barrels. Thousands, so. thousands. Of, well, they have a thousand rickhouses. Yeah, actually, they they did have other buildings. I wonder if there were more barrels in some of those other buildings. That I don't know. It would be surprising to me if they didn't have at least one offsite, um, you know, rickhouse. But what was interesting is he brought up the climate. He brought up the the climate, the the humidity. He brought up the fact that there's a bunch of pecan trees around there and how the pecan trees are having an influence on the flavor. Uh well the, the weather. evaporation and it being able to so when 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 the angels enemy doubles cut, okay? So when the bourbon is in the barrel, it starts to evaporate. The water. That is the devil's cut. That's it takes angel's it away. Share. Angel's share. Mm-hmm. And then what's what's left there? The devil's cut? Angel share? What what's going on there? Um, I don't. I, I don't. I thought the devil's cut is what was taken away from the devil. No, and then no, what's no. left is the angel's share. No. So when I was in the wild turkey tour, oh. they said the barrels, and it's not all the barrels, but it's that the barrels. There are barrels at the top of the rickhouse that are more susceptible to, uh, you know, uh, you evaporation. Evaporation. evaporation than but the others, and then they say, you know, they lose. They lose more of the barrel than the but other ones, and what, they call that the angel share. What he was bringing up, which was odd, and I still don't understand how it happens, but what he says that sometimes, well, he said, first of all, 
it's variable. You never know what's going to happen. Right. He said that you know you can you can anticipate, but you know most of the time it's right. But you never really know. But what he said is they're finding a trend where when you will fill up the barrel of fifty five gallons, and when they uh, release it, it loses I forget twelve percent. It was more than that. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, and but what he was saying is that it's very rare that when you put bourbon into the barrel, it comes out at a lower proof than when you put it in. Theirs mm. does though. He says on a few barrels it has. Yeah, there's there's does because of the and humidity. He, he said he said it was uh, attributable to the humidity in the pecan trees. Right, which is interesting. I, Where I, it lowers the proof. I, that's what he was so saying. So typically the water evaporates out. Right, right. So which makes it more concentrated in the alcohol. That's right. Stronger. So, but if there's moisture seeping in, but if there's more humidity, it's less water coming out and more alcohol leaving evaporating oh, instead okay yeah because so. maybe that humidity is uh is replenishing the the i don't know the lost yeah the lost i don't know, I don't know man but know, it but, was but an but interesting the, but concept. the point is it is a science and it's trial and error and like like you said you never know i mean the equipment you, you, that you kind of do if you've been notch. doing it if you've been doing it for 10 20 years you kind of do know what's going to happen because you've seen every pattern scenario you've been right. tracking the weather you know how humid it was during the last year i mean they track all that right. so that they know so that they can have a an expected outcome uh, right. of well, their barrels what, right? what was interesting is they still have their first barrel that they dumped into oh, barrel nice. number 1 their, goes, their infinity barrel yeah, well it's barrel 1 they filled it and it's still there and he goes we're going to let it sit here for 10 years he nice. goes in Texas, we don't know if you can age something ten years in Texas. And this is a good way to find out. He goes. He goes. It may be crap. We so don't they know. normally age it for three years. That's it. Right now, it's three years. He goes. We're going to do four. Right. So the next, uh, obviously, it gets older and older. Right. Yeah. So, but he says that they want to get the uh, their first barrel to at least ten years old. That's so cool. And that would be a limited release right there for sure. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. You probably have to sign up now. <laughs> right. Do you have a bottle of that? Right. And what is it, 55 gallons in a barrel? Is that right? Yeah, but you, you know, it evaporates quite a bit. Yeah. I wonder how many, like, 350 milliliter bottles they get out of that barrel. I didn't see any 350s out there. They had all 750s. Oh, I meant 750, sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 350 would suck. Yeah. No, 750. All right, so you're asking how many um, 750 milliliters can get out of a 55-gallon is it fifty five gallon? It's fifty five gallon barrel when it starts, and I guess we got to Google that first. Is how much does, does in general? Does, how many? Well, seven hundred and fifty. Well, fifty five gallons equals how many uh, milliliters? I, I would just ask how many bottles do they get out of a, a bourbon barrel? That way, we, we we're not doing the guesswork of what kind of barrel well, and this and that, right? Because hopefully, that takes into account uh, evaporation, right? Because you're not going to get fifty five gallons back out of it. Unless you add water to it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Right. So, what's the average? Uh, oh, it's a 53 gallon. What yield? What is the yield on a bourbon barrel? There 200 bottles. 150 to 200 bottles. 150 to 200 bottles. And that's assuming 750 milliliters, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Yep. Angel's Envy. All right. So. Well, that's a bourbon. Angel's Share is what you're thinking of. Yeah, right? yeah. Angel's Envy is the, the distiller. Angel's Share is what they call what evaporates up into the heavens. All right, so what's the devil's cut? I don't know. Let's look that up. It's Jim Bean. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, Jim Beeman is a devil's god. Mila Kunis had that commercial, I think. I know. Of all actresses, she's like a very sultry. She's like perfect for like a a bourbon, a bourbon advertisement. Right. Uh, let's see here. Trapped in deep inside the wood. Ooh. After aging the bourbon. Uh, after aging, when the bourbon is dumped out of the barrel, some liquid stays trapped deep inside the wood. This is the devil's cut. So they squeeze the wood. Angel oh, share and like devil's God. cut. We've made history by extracting it. Hmm. Well, I wonder how many folks do that. Jim Beam obviously does, but I wonder how many people uh, extract the wood juice. Dude, what kind of fucking press are they using? One of those super hydraulic ones? Yeah, I wonder I how know. they do it. That's interesting. I don't know. Well, they have those hydraulic presses that... I've well, tried the double cut. Well, even like uh, olive oil, for example. I mean, you have, you know, virgin, extra virgin, exquisitely virgin. <laughs> there Hymen, you go. Hymen olive oil. God. <laughs> Hymen cut. <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure I've tried devil's cut. I guess I don't know. I've tried actually. the mini. Speaking of devil's cut, have you oh, guys uh, heard that movie that Mel Gibson put out, the, the Freedom of... That's not Mel Gibson. Um, Sound of Freedom was done. Sound of Sound Freedom. Of, yes. Who is it? That's Jim Caviezel. All right, which one did Mel Gibson do? Mel Gibson has one coming out about Hollywood pedophilia. Yeah, well, oh. was, was the Sound of Freedom? <laughs> well, that's got to make was people that nervous. pedophilia as well? No, that's sex trafficking. So, yes, sort of, but it's about child sex trafficking. It's yeah. different than the and one that And it's doing well, on. apparently. Yes. Yeah, well, what's 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 interesting is um, it, it is doing well, but there are no movie critics wanting to, to weigh in on it for some reason. Well, no, well I think they're trashing it. Yeah, well... I don't understand are you, why. Are you saying there are some people that don't want to even talk about it? Well, if it doesn't you know? I, I there there could be a conspiracy out there where they don't want they don't want it to exist, or maybe there are some higher powers out there in the media. But like, yeah, we're not going to report on that. Yeah. So okay, there's so, nothing there. Here's, nothing to see here's here. my take. All right. So this this human trafficking, child trafficking, is a result of a porous open border with. You know what do they call them wolves? No, what, what do they call the the, the human smugglers? Coyotes. Coyotes. But it's they not just coyotes. Here. It's all and, over the planet. Well, yes, but I mean, in our particular situation, that's become very political. It is having to do with the open borders. Okay, so nobody wants to hear that there's negative consequences or you know negative implications to having this open border. So they want to turn a blind blind eye to it. And in my opinion, they uh, this is a casualty. You know, they know it's happening. But it's a casualty of what their bigger goal is, again, which is allow millions of people over, give them amnesty, let them vote, and they'll be voting Democrat for life. So this is all a grand scheme to keep Democrats or liberals in power. At the for, sake of our for, children. For, and, and yes, this is an unfortunate, this is an, uh, you know, they're going to turn a blind eye to this and they don't want anybody to. to, to it's a simple side effect of them opening the borders or having our children just yep. mauled and. Abused. Yep, and I'm sure this is going to get flagged for misinformation, but that's it, that's exactly what's happening. The, human smuggling is happening. Child uh, sex slaves is is happening, um, and uh, and we're not really doing anything to stop it. I mean, and you can add all the other stuff, fentanyl and this and that, and, and hell, uh, terrorists flowing over the border, Chinese nationals flowing over the border. I mean, all of that they're turning a blind eye to because this ultimately keeps them in power. And and then then they can truly do all the ideological things that they've been wanting to do forever. Every liberal, 
every liberal liberal bu- bucket list item, right? So, anyway, that's my take. I, I do want to go see it. I, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be <laughs> like an uplifting movie, but apparently it uh, knocked uh, the, the woke Indiana Jones out of first place. Is that right? Uh, was it yes, woke? Yes, it did. Uh, apparently, it's very woke. But you know what? People have said that before. There was an, a Star Wars movie. They were like, oh, my God, the robot woman is so woke, and blah, 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 blah. So I went into it going. Well, uh, that was on the Solo yeah, but but e- but even when I watched it, it was like not that bad. I was well, like, really? Yeah, but it was. Look, it was bigger than that. It was the whole. Uh, they're trying to keep us oppressed, and the and, and she, obviously know. she sounded black, right? And obviously she had a big butt, and all the traditional. Uh, it, it was just it was bad taste, uh, unnecessary. I don't think it's necessarily that <laughs> Indiana Jones is woke. It's a. It was unneeded. The girl they have in it is highly annoying from what I understand. Okay. And it's basically they've made her the heroine action star and Indiana Jones is an old beat down man. Oh cool. Well he kinda is an old beat down man, so he really shouldn't have been. Well doing he's divorced, lived on his own. Really? Yes. Oh God. Two weeks from retirement. He lives in the forest? No. He lives on his own. Oh. Divorced, I said. Oh, divorced. I think he lives in a forest and lives on his own. So he's not with Maggie or whatever her name is? No, they're divorced and doesn't speak to his son. And uh, so it's basically one of of a lot of people's childhood memories as a stud is this beaten down, sorry excuse for a man. Oh. White man. That's that's great. And then along comes this highly annoying lady – I've seen it, so I don't. This is just what I'm hearing that she is just over the top annoying in the movie. Yeah, and apparently I saw, I saw a video where she had like four Disney movies lined up. I guess they've yanked her out of all those because of how bad Indiana Jones has done. <laughs> wow, well, hey man, what comes around goes around. Yeah, that's she, she was going to be into a Star Wars one or two Star Wars things. She was supposed to be the next up and comer. Yeah, but because it, it is doing poorly, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the wow. opening weekend was eleven point seven million, eleven oh. over eleven million for that's July Fourth. Jones, terrible. Which is during right in the heat of summer. Are you kidding me? That's like perfect. I mean, mm. usually the big summer blockbusters are like. Well, I think that this weekend you'll see because this is the Mission Impossible weekend. Oh, that, that's going does. to go nuts. Yeah, People, we'll see. You know why? Because Tom Cruise is a likable guy, and he works hard, and his movies are the shit. They're good movies. They are. They really are, and he does all of his own fucking stunts. I mean, the guy's a stud, man. He really I think, is. I, do I know he's weird. He's got his weird things, right? We've all talked about that before, and his whole, what, what's the, the religious bullshit? Scientology. Scientology and all that kind of weirdness. But, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't fault the guy for being an amazing entertainer. I mean, you can't you can't deny uh, the latest it, well, Top Gun was this way. You was can't deny that he was full of energy the, throughout the whole thing. And yeah. as much as I want to beat it up a little bit, I mean, it. it it was fun. It yeah, was he's a, entertaining, a man. park ride. Yeah, I'll, I'll go see it. My wife won't go see it. She doesn't like Tom Cruise. But when uh, does it open? This uh, this, this, this weekend. weekend. Yeah, Friday, Thursday evening. Yeah, it's usually that midnight show is the first one on. So we're going. Twelve. Mid- we're going to midnight on Thursday. Midnight Thursday. Yeah, that's All where right. the boys and the kids go. I know it's that first showing. I would be like asleep at twelve ten. Uh, for sure. I'd be like, oh, I'm so ready for this guy. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably up. a good two and a half hours, too. You know, Wake up. The, the, the credits and the, the, what do you call it? The previews are almost done. What? What, what time is it? Well, I watched a little video. You guys may have seen it as well. The, the stunt that he does in this one where he rides the bike over the cliff. Yes. 
I watched it where uh, he practiced to do that. So he did 15,000 ramp jumps and skydived 500 times to train for that. Over and over and over again. And over they said, and over and, and over. They, and they said when they filmed it, he did five or six jumps over and over and over again to get every camera angle. Correct. Dude, the guy's a beast, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you got that much money, I mean, look, any uh, any parachute, I was going to say paratrooper, but, you know, any, any person that does skydives uh, would love an opportunity like that to be able to get on a plane, oh, yeah. jump off, get back on the plane, jump off. I mean, shit. Can you imagine spending a whole day doing that? What a fucking high. Well, and I he, think he that's. did it 500 times in a year training for it. 15,000 bike amazing. jumps. 15,000 bike jumps. Well, you know, it's not. It's not. 15,000? Um, 15,000. Do you remember Apollo 13? They did uh, what they call it, the Vomit Comet, the airplane that would go up and then do a nosedive so that they would be weightless. Yes. And so they have they film those scenes, and that yes. was Tom Hanks and right. Bill Paxton, and uh, I don't remember the who was the third guy. I don't know. Anyway, so they Gil did, Gerard. They did that over and over and over again, in you know throughout the filming of the of those uh, weightless scenes. Imagine that. That's insane. Fun. It would be fun, but. Damn. Yeah. Tom. I mean, Tom Hanks is doing this. I mean, he was a he, top of the A-listers at the time. At the time. Yeah, he's kind of slowed down. <laughs> yeah, he's mellowed out a little bit. Slowed down quite a bit. Well, he probably can't do that shit anymore. No. You know? No. Although Tom Cruise is. He's in his 60s, early 60s, Tom yeah. Cruise is. That's super cool. Who Who else is uh, known for, like, doing their own stunts and, and all that kind of stuff? Evil Knievel. Pauly Shore. I, those are the two at the top of my list, too. <laughs> now, you guys are on it tonight, man. I'm yeah. very, very impressed. Yeah. Evil Knievel did do his own stunts. He yeah. did. Yeah. 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 By the way. Yeah. But, uh, so he did not die in a stunt. Didn't we figure that out? We, we, no, he died of But his son else. did. I think his son died oh, in a stunt. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Anyway, um, what about uh, Keanu Ed Reeves? Harris. Keanu Reeves. Does he do? Kevin oh, Ed Bacon. Harris. Well, no, no. He was Who? the... Uh, is an Apollo 13 cast. Tom Hanks, Bill Paxton, Ed Harris, who was Ed, a genius. He was in the right Kranz. stuff. Yeah, but Ed Harris was the dude that wore the vest. He was like the... Yeah. the co- oh, the control the, room. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Then you have Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon was the third one. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. And he then you had the, the other guy. You Bacon, had... Uh, you had uh, Gary Forrest Shinesi. Gump. Uh, Gary, Gary Sinise. Sinise. Gary Shinesi. Yeah, he was the one that couldn't go, remember, because he got the flu. He's a good conservative... Huh? God, I haven't seen that movie in years. Well, well, he ended up getting the flu, and he couldn't go, and so Kevin Bacon went in his place, mm. and that saved their hides because Gary, whatever his character's name is, he stayed back, and he went figured, in. Figured out the yep, he was styrofoam doing, cup and well, string. Well, he had to do all the sequence of turning things on and off to make not let the battery go over because they were trying to do shit in the lunar module that they never designed it for right so he was going over and over and over again he was like you went over you went over you went over and he was like let's do it again let's do it again so then they came up with the exact playbook of what they needed to do up there dude man it, it's, when you talk about that is the greatest rescue operation in the history of mankind yeah in my opinion it had a lot going nothing on. can top that square uh square peg or you know square in a, in a circle whatever like yeah it was talking about the carbon oxygen, dioxide the oxygen um, levels that's right well, the the filter carbon dioxide filter, right? Oh, it was one problem yeah. after Take another. Take your left sock off. Yep. And so they already dumped out a box of this shit and said, "Figure it out." They, they said, "This <laughs> is everything the astronauts have on the lunar module. Right. Build something that saves their lives." 
Right. And it was one of those after another after another. Yeah. Wow, so that was I would cool. have to watch it again. It's been years. Oh, such a great movie. It's that. an A-plus movie in my book. It was well done. Yeah. Right mm. Stuff is another one I want to watch that again. I think I've seen that once. I need to go back and watch that. Yeah. That's that's same, not the same story, but the same folks, right? The uh, during that period. During that period. So I think it was leading up to them going to the moon for the first time. Well, it starts with Chuck Yeager. Yes. Testing oh. the X-12. Oh, during that stuff. decade? SR-71. It'd be fa- it, I would love to go through a timeline. The JFK said, in 10 years, we're going to the moon. And I would love to see... Was that even close? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I would love to see a timeline of all the shit that had to happen with all the big names, Chuck Yeager and all that, of how they pulled it off. Yep. Amazing shit. Yep. All right, man. Yeah. Good podcast. There's tons. All right, dudes like us, it is the uh, 7-Eleven. God bless. I think they have the free, your free ice cream today at the 7-Eleven stores, don't they? Maybe. I don't know, do they? I just I realized we're going to they do. We're gonna have to double up on the bourbons on the we'll next talk podcast. About, we'll talk about both of them next time. All right, cool. All right, well, uh, thanks to our producer, Mr. Austin. Dudes like us, I'm Sean. I'm Paul. And I'm Jeff. Oh, wow. You okay? Just drink some bourbon. <laughs> do you have your Apple phone watch? <laughs> yes. We need to check on you? What's going on? Cancel. I'm okay. All right, adios.